Welcome back to Mishnah Yomi. Today we're continuing Masech the Psachim, the second parak, Mishnah Vav and Mishnah Zion. And now we're going to discuss the uh, vegetables that one can eat in order to fulfill their obligation with the mitzvah of Maror. Here are the vegetables, a list of vegetables that a person fulfills their obligation with on Pesach. And it's interesting to note that the general assumption is that this is not just a list, but it's a hierarchical list, as if to say that whatever comes first is better than what comes afterwards. Pechazeres, with lettuce. Now you might say lettuce tastes very yummy. It's not bitter at all. And the Gemara tells us already that it starts off sweet, or t- with a nice taste, but eventually it gets bitter. S- similar to the Shebud, when we were enslaved in Egypt, it started off nice, but as it went and progressed, it got worse and harsher and more bitter. Uba ashi, uba ushlin, endives, tamcha, what's tamcha? So the classical understanding is tamcha is, is horseradish, although it probably isn't because horseradish is a European uh, root, and they didn't have that in Israel. So it's something else, which is what leads some to think that horseradish, although it's on everyone's Seder plate, may be either invalidated for the um, for Mara, but certainly it's not the ideal because we see it's number three on the list. Which is some sort of um, thorny plant. I have no idea what it is. And mar. Now, mar is the general term we use, but mar in this context means some sort of very bitter coriander. You can, you can fulfill your obligation whether you dry them out and make them more into a spice or if they are moist. But if a person were to go ahead and pickle them or stew them or cook them, then we assume that's going to get rid of some of the uh, pungent and bitter t- flavor, and then you're not, uh, you don't fulfill your obligation. Moreover, the mission tells us that all these, if you add them together, although it might not be ideal from what I said before, but if you add them together, you have half an uh, olive's worth of, of tamcha and half an, uh, an olive's worth of ushlin, or whatever the co- combination you want to make, you fulfill your obligation. The ultimate klach shalhem, you fulfill your obligation with their stalks. Uh, and if it's Again, similar to the previous Mishnah with Masashani, um, so long as you redeem it, so then you can fulfill your obligation. Mishnah Zion. Here are going to be a list of activities that one may want to or normally during the year does with wheat, but we say do not do so on Pesach because it might lead to chimutz, things becoming uh, leavening. A person feeds bran, which is the outer layer of the wheat kernel, to their chickens in order to make it easier to digest. They used to soak it in water. Don't do that because it might then uh, start to rise. You can scald them because the hot water is actually going to prevent the the formation of the chametz. It's going to prevent it from leavening. A woman should not take uh, soaked bran in water in order to take to her bath. They used to rub the bran on her on her skin in, in order to clean herself. Um, but they don't, you can't do that on Pesach because the bran again you're you're exposing it to water. It can leaven. I will but she can rub it on her dry skin even if there's it's she's uh, she's sweating or whatever or whatever and it's gonna we're not we don't have that concern. Additionally, a person cannot chew wheat in order to place on his uh, wound on Pesach because the saliva the saliva might cause the chametz to begin to rise. I wish you all a wonderful day.